Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm Eric Von Hessler, and welcome to this safe space for truth truth and reason. This is, what I'm, this is a safe space we are setting up on the airwaves in America for truth and reason. So, welcome. I am Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. The handsomest producer in producery is right... I'm, I'm staring at him. I'm lucky enough to be able to look at him the whole show... <laughs> There he is, Jared Yamamoto. What's going on, Eric? Uh, a lot is going on, and we'll get to that soon. How about that? Huh? Fair enough. Autumn Fisher is also here, and she's adorable. Hello. Well, that's a little. That's a little hot. Say hello again. Hello. There you are. Very good. Adorable. <laughs> you didn't sound so adorable in that first one. A little hot, as we say in the radio business. Her mic was a little hot. Hot. All right. So obviously, a lot went on this week, and we start our show every week with headlines of the week. All right, Jared, hit me. All right, we got to start abroad in Paris where WSB broke this first. A three-pronged ISIS terrorist attack killed at least 130 people on Friday afternoon. Yeah, you know what? It's, uh, you know, my heart just dropped because, you know, now the way that it is with the first time I realized something was going on is my, my I get these updates from different news sources on my iPhone. And, I, you know, you hope, the first time you see something like this, you hope it's isolated, you hope it's small. Because the first piece of information that you get, they don't have a lot of information. So the first, you know, terror attack in 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 Paris, and I told my wife, and then it's okay, time time to turn on the TV, see what's going on, and just worse than I could have imagined. And you know, I just wonder with all of this, if when are we going to get serious about ISIS? I, I recognize that things didn't go that well with the wars in the 2000s. I understand that. And, you know, looking back, the idea, there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. So if somebody comes to me and says, look, we never should have gone into Iraq. Let's have a conversation because you're not being ridiculous at that point of view. Mistakes have been made in this region by this country. But does that mean that we're never going to get involved again? We're never going to be a force for good again? Now, let's be balanced here. The tactical way that we've been working with drone strikes has produced a couple of big gets this week. We got Jihadi John, apparently, who is the masked guy that was cutting off a lot of people's heads. We got another big leader just uh, uh, yesterday, I think, the day before. And so that's that has its element of working, but it takes a long time. And I don't like the idea that it's it's based on getting one person. It is time for the free world to get together, stand together, and send boots on the ground. And the same amount. I'm talking about America, France, England, Spain, Australia, maybe even Russia. We worked with the Soviets in World War II. We hated them then. But we worked with them because we had, you know, politics makes strange bedfellows sometimes. But we need to commit, each country needs to commit 50,000 troops. And we need to go in... World War II style, D-Day style, and wipe these people out. Now, that doesn't mean it's the end. I understand the next argument is, well, then somebody else pops up. Something else pops up. I get that. But right now, what's going on is so heinous. And the people on the right hate when I say this. This has very little to do with religion. And I understand why they hate me saying that, because the politically correct don't want to put Muslim, Islam in. I get that. Sure. 
But at this point, these are spree killers. To me, I see them as the way that you would look at the Manson family clan, except with hundreds of thousands. Imagine that family, the Manson family, with hundreds of thousands of followers. That's the way that I see this. Couple of things here. What happened in Paris, you know, you don't notice what doesn't happen, but remember the stories around July 4th? A few people in New York City were busted with really pretty much the same cache of weapons and probably had exactly the same thing in mind. If it can happen in Paris, it can happen in New York City, it can happen in Atlanta, it can happen in Los Angeles. And I will tell you this, if we don't go in and wipe them out, I would put my house and all of my money on a bet that says it will happen. Why, as Americans, do we have to wait to react? If it can happen in Paris, it can happen there, here. If it did happen in Paris, it will happen here in our cities. And at that point, think about it, America. You're going to want to go do something about this. It is now time to go do something about this. Now, that's the national threat. I believe that there is a national threat because they're obviously not going to burn their, themselves out. But there is a moral human element to this that people are not talking about. And I asked people this question, what were the Nuremberg trials about? I thought the idea was to put people on notice in the future that wars aren't just necessarily going to end and one side wins and one side loses. If you commit ghastly acts against humanity, then you will have to pay for it after you lose the war. And we need to recognize that beyond the threat to us, this group is a threat to humanity. Three words are all that you should know to know that your military needs to get involved and wipe these people out. Those three words are, they behead children. They behead children. There is a video up now that I know of, but I can't stomach these things, where they are executing children. Now, for everybody, every professor that's out there that says, you know, America has some responsibility here. We did things in the 50s, and we maybe you're right. But ask yourself this question. What grievance is it? What possible grievance could you have that the resolution is to execute children? That is a crime against humanity. And if America is not going to stand up in the face of that, and help wipe that off the face of the earth, then I don't think that we're America anymore. Uh, you're going to wait for them to come to you and, and, and do it to your children? Let me tell you something. Sometimes I don't talk about the things that I think could happen. And it's kind of ridiculous because the idea that they would hear me and it would give them an idea, you know, and <laughs> that's really, you know, kind of silly because it's not going to happen that way. But I will tell you what, in my mind, their next plan, through its sleeper cells, whoever they have in this country, we don't, FBI director has said he can't keep up with all the people that are possibly in this country. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a 9-11 type of thing because I think that they have other plans. You know these videos that you see, but they're overseas and they're like Coptic Christians and they're cutting people's heads off one by one, all right? I think that that's their plan for here. Do you know how many soft targets we have in this country? Can you imagine? It could be a school. It could be an office building. It could be anywhere. And then you've got a televised situation and something much like what went on in that uh, theater for the rock show. You know, one person at a time.
you know, coming on television and saying, if you don't stop the drone strikes in Syria, this person's head's going to be cut off. And they've already shown that age doesn't matter. They're not just going to take the 35-year-old male. They will kill anybody. We're all the enemy here. And I get a little tired. I'm sorry. I'm, I know I'm dominating this one. I'll let you guys in when we get to the debate and everything. But I get a little tired of the marches for peace and the peace sign with the Eiffel Tower that we can all turn into our avatar on Facebook <laughs> and the candles. That's all nice. But that does not make ISIS quake in their boots. Everything that we do now forward should be engineered to make them quake in their boots not because they're afraid to die they've shown that they're completely some mix of homicidal and suicidal but be quake in their boots because they could lose when are we going to get serious i mean the president of the united states just over a year ago referred to these people as the jv team look what they just did in paris mm. all right so if you what i'm saying to the people of america is if you think Bush and Cheney went too far and you didn't like what happened there, consider that like a football coach and you didn't get to the Super Bowl. So now you need a new, a new coach. All right, we've had Obama in there going completely the other direction, holding out an olive branch, and he has been, they have just bit that hand that has the olive branch in it. So if you can say that the Bush-Cheney way was a failure... Admit that this way is a failure too, and we got to find a new way. Maybe it's somewhere down the middle. Maybe it's just send the 50,000 troops to be part of a larger coalition, wipe them out, and come home. Enough with the nation building. There's a lot of critique of what went on in Iraq and Afghanistan that is valid, and I understand that. But that doesn't mean that we never stand up again. I mean, what, you're just going to wait for this to happen in New York City or Atlanta or Los Angeles before we respond? Once again, three words why we should get involved. They behead children. We'll take a break. And we'll t uh, is there something you want to say? Yeah, yeah, I've got some breaking info right here. In fact, uh, French police have issued an alert saying that they have a suspect. His name is Salah Abdisalam. I, sorry, I'm sorry if I got that name wrong. He's 26 years old, uh, and he is armed and dangerous. So there, this, this is breaking now news. Now they're going after him. So As we speak, yeah, he is a, su a named suspect. All right, well, we'll uh, try to fit in some talk about these debates we had this week. When we return... Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Jared Yamamoto. That's Autumn Fisher. Before we move on, you know, I was saying before we went to the break, oh, I'm sorry, I have to do the weather first. WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 62 and an 8 on the Mellish meter. That's pretty awesome. This weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and heating. So I was saying before the break that I believe it's time to have a World War II D-Day style type of event to take out ISIS. The uh, the Kurds on the ground that fight them have let us know that once you get down there and fight them, they're not that good as fighters. It would not be difficult for the free nations to get, get together and wipe them out. And then it's not the end of the problem. Somebody else pops up. I get that. I understand that. Um, but let me tell you what's not going to work. Changing your Facebook avatar to the Eiffel Tower peace <laughs> sign is not going to work. And I've just had enough of this hashtag diplomacy. Hashtag bring back our girls. Where are our girls? Hashtag didn't bring back our girls, did it? You know, keep midnight bowling, hipsters. You know, not understanding what's going on in this world. 
A lot of these millennials, everybody who's running for president knows that they need them. And these millennials are not willing to stand up for this country ever, ever. And so we have to pander to these people who believe that they're too smart to ever go to war. Because somehow they've convinced themselves that you decide as a free people when you go to war. That's not how it works. We're a free people. We'd rather go to movies, go to the malls. We would never have war if we could. But when somebody declares war upon you and your lifestyle... You don't decide we're in the mood to go to war. We're not in the mood to go to war. So it's time to wake up. And what I would say to uh, the hipsters and the millennials who think they're too smart for this, this is something you need to understand. To the people who took out Paris on Friday night, there is no difference between Ted Cruz and the kid on the hunger strike at Mizzou. Do you understand that? From their point of view, there is no difference from the most right-wing person and the kid on hunger strike at University of Missouri. No difference. They're exactly the same in the eyes of these attackers. They're coming after you if you don't wake up. Now, you can call me a warmonger. I'm not a warmonger. I hate violence. I want the world to be a John Lennon world. I can't even, Autumn knows this, I can't yeah. even watch Game of Thrones. I can't stand violence. I don't like seeing blood. But I cannot pretend for a moment that two plus two equals five. Certain things have to be done. You have to deal with reality. So you feel safe and secure because it happened in Paris? How is it that you cannot know that this is coming to America? It's already been stopped numerous times. The car bomber in Times Square, the, the, the bomb just didn't go off. How lucky. You know, the three or four guys who were busted in New York City around July 4th. Weapons, cache of weapons, just like in Paris. And while we are being busy being free people and being creative and trying to enjoy our lives as we should, these people wake up every day, the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth priority is how do we attack these people? They're always thinking about it. And I just feel like maybe for a while I've been cowed by, I don't want to be called a warmonger. Here's the truth. I know that I'm not. But I also know that this group called ISIS is not going to burn themselves out naturally. They are never going to get that last piece of ground that says, okay, we've got it. And there's nothing you could ever concede to them that would make them not want to kill you. And again, I said it before, I say it again. They kill children. You know, every major religion, I don't even know the Quran, but I'm assuming in mainstream Islam, in most religions, children are given a pass. <laughs> right? I mean, they're given sure. a pass. It's, you know, I think in Christianity, it's up to like eight years old. There's no, if you die before you're eight, you just go straight to heaven. Because a child cannot make a decision and decide to be on this side or that side. So when you see that there is a growing band of marauders on the planet mm. that kill children, it's time for you to, well, before you go to that next midnight bowling session, think about standing up for your lifestyle. Grow up a little bit. All right. People need oh, to. We got to go. I'm sorry. But when we oh. return, you'll hear more from Autumn Fisher because she's going to do WTF. SB. Welcome back. You know, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC for in-depth news coverage. Plus, 
$277 in coupon savings. Like Ooh. the specific, specificity. $277 in coupon savings. Not a penny more. Or less. <laughs> or less. Uh, if it's Sunday, it's time to pick up your Sunday AJC. Also, as Mary Ellen just said, there will be uh, WSB's coverage of the Paris terror attacks is going to continue throughout this day. Updates at the top and uh, half of each hour. Tomorrow, listen first thing in the morning for a special Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade and Jamie Dupree. So you always know right here. News 95.5 AM 750. Depend on it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. There you go. All right, so uh, let's try to do a little bit of this right now. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF. What the fun and games. I hope uh, I hope uh, in WTF that we have the Donald Trump meltdown. I hope that that's in there. Do we have that in there, Autumn? Please tell me. Sure. We do. Yes. Yes, we do. So he was what? He gave a really weird uh, campaign speech uh, where he reenacted Ben Carson's childhood knife fight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's uh, well. I've got some audio from that, which is, I think, absolutely hilarious. Uh, but I, I will tell you this: I think that he was weird, and he's getting stranger uh, on on the stump. But I also think that he has a point. I do not believe this story about. And I saw a clip uh, on one of the news channels. Apparently, a movie was made about Ben Carson's life. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. Not, it's <laughs> he. He had this book called Gifted Hands, and I think they turned that into a movie. And I still haven't found it to watch the whole thing. But I saw a scene from it that was the knife-stabbing scene. And in that scene, now this is a movie version of it, uh, uh, the Ben Carson character shoves the knife in and believes that he has stabbed his friend. And then it turns, and then his friend kind of pulls up the thing, and, and you see that the belt buckle stopped the knife. And just looking at that, if that's Ben Carson's idea of what happened, that can't be true. Because if you have a knife in your hand and you go to, and you're expecting it to go into flesh, that's a totally different feeling from it hitting something that's metallic. And so you would know immediately that you didn't actually stab your friend because it would kind of hurt your hand. If you're expecting something soft and you're jabbing in and you bang up against something, you would immediately know. Now, now that's a movie version of the event. I don't know that in his book he said it happened that way. This is a fairly recent movie, too. It came out in 2009. It does have Cuba Gooding Jr. in it, yeah. and uh, it got a 7.8 rating well, so on IMDb. So. Well, a lot of these movies are very selective. Uh, there's a whole, man, you want to make money, there's a whole evangelical movie industry Really? That, oh, absolutely. On Netflix, where uh, you and I, there's all kinds of movies that you and I don't know anything about, but are just huge on the evangelical circuit. And my guess is that this was made and produced and a part of that. I don't, I don't know that for sure. But the, even though you, you and I had not heard about this movie before, my guess is it's made money, and an awful lot of people have actually seen it. So let's get to uh, Trump, <laughs> who just kind of got strange on. <laughs> he took a knife. And he went after a friend and he lunged, he lunged that knife into the stomach of his friends. But lo and behold, it hit the belt. It hit the belt. And the knife broke. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. The knife broke. The crowd at this point does not really know how to respond. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. And he's got the hands out, the Trump, the, give me a break. Ah. <laughs> the crowd is not really knowing how to respond here. So then 
he goes over, he leaves the, the podium in order to do a demonstration with his belt. Let me tell you, I'm pretty good at this stuff. So, I have a belt. What? Somebody hits me where the belt's going in because the belt moves this way. He's it moving it up. This way. Moves it down. It moves that way. He hit the belt button. Anybody, anybody have a knife you want to try it on me? Anybody have a knife want to try it on me? <laughs> it ain't going to work. You're going to be successful. But he took the knife, he went like this, and he plunged it into the belt. And amazingly, the belt stayed totally flat. And the knife broke. Oh, I will tell you, there is no doubt that that is the first candidate in history who asked a member of the audience if they had a knife and wanted to try to stab him. I don't really have to research that to know that that is the truth. So give it for unorthodox, give it to Donald Trump. Then, now this, look, I've predicted that many things will hurt Donald Trump. So I've pulled back from that. But I think that this might. So he's done with his demonstration. He goes back to the podium and hits with this one. How stupid are the people of Iowa? How stupid are the people of the country to believe this crap? <laughs> Again, I think the first candidate to say, how stupid are the how people stupid, of this country? How stupid is Iowa to believe the nothing going to the belt? How stupid are you, Iowa? Godfather. I don't want you want to vote for me. Godfather, I understand, Godfather. <laughs> okay, you can come to me. If you try to stab me, I have a belt. It's okay. It goes like this. It goes like that. I got a belt. It goes that me. How stupid are the people of the country to believe this crap? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is entertaining, but he is pushing me away from the Republican Party. I know he's got to be pushing a lot of people away from the Republican Party. You know, we had the two debates. We haven't even talked about that. I'm sorry, it's WTF. We had a debate last night, which was kind of dry and wonky uh, and I disagreed with about everything that was said from, from the lectern but I want to go out and say I think CBS did a good job I don't know how many people saw it I'm a loser on Saturday night 9 o'clock actually sitting down to watch this thing but uh, CBS uh, did ask who's going to pay for all this there, there were good mm -hmm. questions CBS made sure to ask questions that conservatives might ask and uh, so it was in the sense that CBS from their point of view I think they did a, they did a fine job it was, it was pretty damn boring and wonky but you know what that's okay too this doesn't have to be a reality show it can be it's supposed to be a little bit boring politics so that was fine and if you didn't see it i think basically what you need to know is that the democrats want to give you everything for free so why the hell wouldn't you vote for them mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you right now before we get to wtf stories i'll tell you right now if i had to put my money and my house on the line in a bet i'd have to put my chips on hillary clinton I, I think that she's going to win. I think she's going to be the next president. I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. But number one, the math for the Republicans is very difficult. There's only a couple of states in play here. Uh, the Republicans need 35% of the Hispanic vote, maybe 40 so to, even despite the midterm results, remember the midterms went the Republicans' midterms way? Midterms are the, always always are like that because less people vote in the midterms. You get more of a concentrated, you can actually affect the midterms because the voter turnout is so low. So if you can make your side turn out, you can win. In you know, we won, the Republicans won the first midterm in Obama, and they, he still won the presidency by more true. votes the second time than he did the first time. It's no indication. It's no indication because the turnout is so low. So 
the what you have to hope for is that the Democrat turnout isn't so high, and then your turnout beats it. But I don't think that's going to happen. It takes an extraordinary candidate. I think maybe Rubio and Fiorina, people like that, could liven the thing up and make it a, a real race. Or Hillary, who is so scandal prone could actually have something break with a month before the election that she can't climb out of. That's a possibility, too. But that's hoping that the other side fails rather than your side wins. As a libertarian, I'm going back. I know that a libertarian uh, vote for presidency is nothing but a protest vote. But to me, when Ben Carson and Donald Trump are the two front runners by far, that says to me that that's a party that's not interested in governing. Uh, Donald Trump would be possibly the worst president in the history of presidents, yes. Was it somewhat refreshing to see at that Republican debate that there were only eight candidates on the stage yeah. and they actually could elaborate a little bit yeah. more? You know, I know yeah. that was on Tuesday night. I mean, Fox but, Business but, did, a, did a good job. I, and, and there's a lot that I hear that I like, but it, it's obvious to me that Marco Rubio and Carly Fiorina have won every debate, with Ted Cruz thrown in as just a, a, a really good debater, but I don't think he's electable in, the, in a general election. And when Republicans see that and they just don't care, and they just want to smash the system. And, you know, you got a guy, listen, I'm going to tell you something that maybe a lot of people aren't concentrating on. The fact that he may have fudged the deal with uh, the, the, the uh, supposed scholarship to West Point or whatever, right. that's not good. No, people don't care about that. But what's not being talked about a lot is this idea that Joseph built the pyramids for grain storage. That doesn't get a lot of back and forth. That's just an opinion. But that is going to make independents run for the hills. Because I've got news for you. He didn't. <laughs> it's, this, this is not a debate. The, the, uh, the pyramids come five centuries before the stories of the Old Testament. That's just a fact. So it's stuff like that. And also, this, uh, here's the thing about Ben Carson. He's got a picture, a painting of him and Jesus together in his house. <laughs> am, am I alive? I, I have a lot of friends who are devout Christians. I don't know anybody who has the audacity to have a painting of themselves with Jesus Christ prominently. <laughs> you walk into his house and that's what you see. I mean, that is weird to most people. And no, this, I don't think it's that weird. I think it's a pretty good uh, representation of my friendship with Jesus Christ. Well, I appreciate that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. A lot of people in this country do. I just think that it's uh, a little much to portray yourself in a painting in a setting with him. You know, I found a four-leaf clover a couple years ago, and uh, I think that really is helping my chances of becoming president. See, it's that <laughs> it's that sort of thing. And I don't deny I put it in a book. I put it in the Bible yeah. so that I can save it uh -huh. for uh forever and that's how long I'll be president, I think. And, that, and that's how that's look how well you're doing. So to exactly. me Republicans Votes they, or no votes. <laughs> I have that four leaf clover. That's true. So. <laughs> if uh if Republicans are love Donald Trump and they love Ben Carson, this is America. It's great. I'm not condemning for it. I'm just saying this particular voter is being pushed back to the protest vote. And uh, there's nothing wrong with having a relationship with Jesus Christ. I just think it's weird to have a painting depicting your relationship with Jesus Christ on, uh, on, on your own wall. All right, when we return, we'll actually try to get to some WTF stuff. At AM 750, WSB. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little uh, extra show from Autumn Fisher during the commercials. Uh, WSB's Kirk Mellish is predicting a high around 62. 
and an eight on the Mellish meter. It's weather report brought to you by Shoemate Air Conditioning and Heating. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah, well, at least you didn't swear. I've been thrown off the air for uh, for that sort of thing. At least you, just remember, don't ever swear, whatever you do. Uh, it's uh, funny. So Jared had not seen the painting of Ben Carson with not. Jesus Christ. And look, I don't want, listen, listen, I, he has a relationship with, I get that. That's fantastic. But I am telling people who are listening right now, to most people, when you walk into a man's house and the first thing you see is a large painting of him with Jesus Christ, you think... Bonkers, this guy might be a little crazy. He might be a little, and you know, I, there was this, just a story uh, where Michelle Bachman, who for a while in the last go round was leading the Republican primary, she just came back from Israel and said, We got to convert as many Jews as possible because the end is coming soon. This is pushing people like me away from the Republican Party. This is the this is the United States of America. The beauty is you can believe anything that you want to believe. But when you hear Ben Carson with his stuff and then this Michelle Bachman stuff, who was leading a person who, if she was president now, would believe that it was the end of days. This is important. I, I think it's fantastic that people have relationships and they they're religious and they're they're really purposeful. But I it's something as a voter if you realize that these are apocalyptic thinkers. I think that that matters. And I think so. I don't think it's a gotcha question if Ben Carson was asked if he believed that we were living in the end of days. I don't think that's a gotcha question. I think that's relevant. I don't want my leader to be an apocalyptic person. They can believe whatever they want, but I don't want to elect somebody president who thinks that the world's probably going to come to an end in the next couple of years. That's not really the vision and it's gonna it's it's pushing independence away in droves, and so enjoy this flirtation with Trump and Carson. I think what it means is your taxes are going up, and your next president's first name is probably Hillary. Let's see if we can fit in one quick <laughs> WTF story. Sure. So, a uh, female MMA star Ronda Rousey oh. lost her first fight last night. Yes. Um, but it could be because she has a lot on her mind because, you know, she's just being accused of beating up her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I know. So there's, so there's a couple of stories. The story in her book is that the boy she just beat up her boyfriend because he wouldn't let her out of the house. And I think that maybe he had taken some nude photos or something. There was a reason for him to get out of her way. And she was probably in the right. But some people say that the way that she did it uh, was domestic violence. Let's set that aside. She lost last night. And I just saw she got her butt kicked last you, night. You saw this, yes, right? I did. So, and I, I'm not a fan of UFC fighting at all. Um, I saw a picture. I can look. UFC fighting is fine with between men. Let me be old fashioned. Let me be old. I cannot believe that I'm going to be considered a sexist when I say I get uncomfortable watching two women beat the snot out of each other. Unless and, they're wearing lingerie. Right? Well, no, that's just you get a little jello mud wrestling going on. That's all for fun. That's exhibition. Okay. I. I'm sorry, am I a misogynist or a sexist because I'm old-fashioned and I don't like to see women bleeding from the nose? I'm with you, Eric. Beaten up. It's and gross. I can't stand, like when you see an arena full of men, like, yeah, stomp on her face. <laughs> something wrong with this country, man. I'm telling you, I may be old-fashioned, but there's something wrong with this country. Something right with this country is the English Nick just showed up, and that means Outrage Corner with English Nick when we return. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.